Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to the first Friends with Friends of 2024. Ooh, ahoy, hi. Um, my name is still very much Pete Allison, and this is still very much uh, Dave Cribb. Uh, ahoy, very much ahoy. How are we? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you all. Um, I hope you've had a lovely festive period. I hope the radiator was cranked up so high that you all sweated at your Christmas parties. Mm. And then bought the super cookies. The What? I know, so many words we don't use, that's the problem, isn't it? You know in that episode where they buy Mr. Trigger cookies? Oh, right, okay. Oh, well, they're not what, bad, but they bake Mr. Tr- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. and then, oh, they were so personal, you know, all that. Do you want an insight what? into the um, slightly shambolic setup that I've got? Yeah. The stand for my microphone snapped, as it is brittle plastic, so I currently have my microphone jammed into a pen pot. Oh, what kind of pen pot? Uh, well, it was a flower pot. I just use it as a pen pot. Good pen pot chat, this. Oh, uh, it was a flower so, pot, and not as a pen pot. Yeah. That's sad. That means you don't get very many flowers. Uh, I do. I do no, people, no, I don't. I feel a bit weird about being bought flowers. Do you? Why? I don't know, I don't know why. I, buy me a house plant. Great. <laughs> you're going to say, buy, buy me a house? Fine. No, like, <laughs> flowers die within a few days. I see. House yeah, plants yeah. last longer. It takes me a lot longer them. to kill my house plants, I tell you that. I do get there yeah. in the end, but it takes, yeah. takes a lot while, yeah. while longer. All right, I'd say they're, they're pretty much the same price. So just buy people plants, guys. Well, if you needed uh, in sort of, what's the word? Encouragement? Hmm? Ever? Or if you ever meet Pete or I, don't buy him flowers. That's what we decided, isn't it? Yeah, I can buy myself flowers, to quote Miley Cyrus. Oh, Christ. There you go. A new year, a new year, is it? All independent and, you know. No, no. Absolutely. Still reliant on all the same people I was before. (laughs) Should we talk about friends? Yes, and not one, not two, but three requests for the same episodes. Oh, my God. Days. I'm going to have to sort of speed read these, aren't I? Otherwise, this episode's going to be longer than the sun. Well, they are They are quite uh, concise. Concise. Yes, fine. Okay, here we go. Uh, ahoy, hoy, Dave and Pete. I love the podcast. Oh, thanks, Lauren. I wanted to request... Are we going to read out comments that people love the podcast three times? 
Yeah, of course we are. Okay, fine. That's the best bit of the requests for me. Fine. Uh, the rest of it's superfluous, frankly. We know what episode we're going to be talking about. It's on the title, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to request, are you the strangest episode of Friends? I'm glad you've led with that, Lauren. The one with the sharks. Gets a lot of flack for the shark storyline, and it's bizarre, but it highlights how well Monica and Chandler work as a couple. Uh, oh, actually, I've got something interesting to say about that, Peter. So That's a tease. Uh, stick a pin in that. Uh, everybody everybody stand by for Dave's interesting thought. I've got Brace an opinion. yourself, guys. I've got an opinion. And he's and you not afraid to share it. I will share it. Uh, the Joey storyline is forgettable, no pun intended. Yeah, very good. Uh, and, but the storyline with Ross, Phoebe and Mike has its share of funny moments. Excited to hear your take on this episode. Cheers all the way from British Columbia, oh. Canada. Oh, ahoy hoy, BC. Thanks, Lauren. Uh, let's see if his next request comes from anywhere further away. I'll just scan it. It doesn't say. For <laughs> <laughs> fuck's sake. Uh, James says, hi, Dave and Pete. Massive fan of Fuff. Oh, James. Uh, and I've been dying to hear you talk about the one with the shark. Dying. It's He's been dying to hear us talk about it. It's the absolute best, worst, so good it's bad plot. My theory is the writers were secretly making a reference to jumping the shark to mark the fact they made it to nine seasons without doing so. I can't think of any other explanation for why it would be okayed. Otherwise, there's a nice Phoebe and Ross pairing. Vikram sounds totally like someone Phoebe would go out with. And Joey's storyline is good too. I've made a quiz and everything. Massive thanks, James. Oh, thanks, James. That spoils a bit of Jeopardy for later in the podcast, but we'll still play the well, game, won't we, Pete? Well... Well, maybe uh, yeah, maybe yeah, there's yeah, a well, plot twist. A plot twist. Kirsty says, "Hey, you two. That's a nice greeting. That's that's it's quite familiar, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I like it. There, I feel warm inside that." Uh, she goes on to say, I absolutely love the pod. Oh, Kirsty, uh, I've been plucking up the courage to make a request. Plucking up the courage for five years. Courage is not required to message friends with friends. To talk, you're talking. You're messaging two idiots. Yeah. What, what courage possibly could you have needed? Yeah, and um, it, you can pluck up the courage and then we won't even reply for like six months. Yeah, look, I mean, when did you actually, yeah, when was the courage plucked? I probably wonder? like a fucking year ago. Yeah. <laughs> sorry to not I'm not mark. even joking. It was probably literally no. a year ago. Kirsty, we are so sorry to not have marked your courage plucking sooner. Um, And very pleased you did pluck up the courage. Can I just say, Peter? Uh, I'd like to question oh, one with the sharks. No, no, Kirsty. The shark porn and Ross and Phoebe's Victor and storyline is so ridiculous and funny. I think it's a very funny Ross episode. Thanks for making the best podcast. Thanks, Kirsty. Oh, that's so nice. Can I put my cards uh, on the table very early? Card away. I think by reputation, because there is a plot as referenced in the episode title about sharks and wanking. Yeah. Uh, that in my head, I thought, well, this is going to be a load of bollocks. I really yeah. liked this episode. Interesting. I I did yeah. some lols. Yeah. Yeah, there are some lols, aren't there, Ashley, aren't there? Yeah. And I do have my thoughts as well, Pete, so don't forget I've got my thought. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're all looking forward to that. My, my big thought it inspired a big thought. I don't have a big thought often. I have quite a lot of little thoughts. But Is this, your this very much- grade A thought going to be on the meat market? I didn't say grade A, I just said a big thought, you know? Yeah. But it will be absolutely on Dave's the Dave's big thought. 
Dave's <laughs> Dave's big thought. Um, yes, okay. Look, I'm very aware. Do we don't have to? We don't have to. We don't have to really paint the picture. Uh, a synopsis for you, Peter. Season nine, episode four, the one with the sharks. One seven five two five three. Hmm. Very middling that as a yeah, production code for me. Better. Monica visits Chandler and tells her surprising him while he's watching porn in his hotel room. In a panic, he switches on a shark documentary, leading Monica to believe the sea creatures turned him on. That's Tony ridiculous. Except with a girl he's dating. Phoebe fears losing Mike after Ross tells him she's never had a long term relationship. To make amends, Ross talks to Mike but makes up a story that Phoebe had a six year long relationship with an East Indian man named Vikram. <laughs> East Indian's very specific. Yeah, is that, is that specified in the I don't think it is, is it? No, I'm not sure it is either. And I hope it's based on something more than identifying where Ross's Indian accent would yeah, originate. Which from. I don't think should be used to geographically locate anything. No, certainly the low point of the episode, because a very funny punchline, to be fair. Um, but it's the bit where it all clears up. You go, oh, God, here he comes on the voicemail. Here yeah. comes Ross doing an Indian accent. Um, should we knock Joey off first? Yes. Yes. Because I feel like that this storyline is basically three scenes, isn't it? Uh, yeah, one of which is one of those odd inner monologue friends moments that happen from time to time. Yes, an inner monologue where he's just wandering around a room and getting his ass spiked by a cactus. Yeah, and doesn't know what a cactus is. Doesn't know what a cactus is. That's very strange, isn't mm. it? Also, this, this, this plot does rely heavily on Joey not really thinking much at all, doesn't it? Like, yeah. he... I, I understand that he wouldn't have immediately jumped to the conclusion that it was her roommate, right? Yeah. But famously, people sometimes move apartment. Yeah. You know? Like, he could have just slept with someone 10 years ago that used to live there. I don't think it'd be entirely implausible that, like, people within his sort of vague social sphere in the area that they live in, you know, he might just have absolutely happened to have found someone else that lived in that same apartment, you know? Also, the environment that he's in only becomes familiar to him again when he's in the flat. Like, they're implying yeah. there's no kind of, oh, I've been to this building before. Oh, I've right. been to this flat. Like, approached this flat before. It's only yeah. when he sees a painting that mm. his memory is It's dropped. strange what triggers Joey's memory, isn't it? Art. Art. Maybe yeah, it's maybe quite profound. Deeper, yeah. He's deeper than we think is our Joey. Yeah. He doesn't recognise buildings. He doesn't recognise entrance hallways or stairwells. Doesn't know what a cactus is, but damn, he <laughs> recognises art. <laughs> All his sort of botanical knowledge, Pete, has been pushed out to the side by his deep and profound knowledge of art. Yeah. And how art affects his brain. Um, Going back to where Joey first meets Haley, who... Frankly, I think Haley gets short shrift in this episode. I know she bins Joey off, but feels to me a bit like a waste of a good character because they seem to get on really well. Yeah, she seems nice. She, she seems, seems like great. a good match for him. Right? They seem to have a great time. She, like, gives as good as she gets, you know? I think, ugh, what a waste of Haley, frankly. Mm. But in the scene where they are meeting in the coffee house, I do enjoy Gunther's little uh, cameo with his scoffing. Yeah, good bit of Guntering here. Very good bit of toing and froing and Guntering. I mean, Haley should have clicked quicker, really, when Gunther was scoffing. She can't. She can't be acting surprised when Joey slept with her flatmate after all the scoffing. Um, one, I really enjoy the line. Oh, we even like the same books. When Joey finds the Victoria's Secret catalogue in her apartment, that's it, really. The rest of this is a moot point, isn't it? Joey sort of tries to talk to Rachel and Monica. 
they don't offer any sort of sensible solution. I just think at some point someone would have gone, maybe it's it's just somebody else that used to live in that apartment. Maybe your friend used to live there. I mean, Rachel is the advocate of continuing to date this person because they seemingly are on the same kind of uh, promiscuous level. Obviously, that doesn't end up being the case. Well, uh, no, poor old old Hayley's been tarred with the wrong brush there, isn't she? Yeah. She seems more wholesome overall. I would like to see the spin-off of Hayley and her flatmate afterwards, having a chat. Um, But yeah, anyway, so the flatmate comes back. Joey realises... Quite a funny sort of realisation scene, isn't it, that way? He's like, oh, I still got it. I'll, and then I'll show myself that. Yeah. Um, and everybody sort of just, there's a, it's a nod and a see you later. And that's that's absolutely fine and acceptable in the circumstances, I think. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically the entire Joey plot line, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Okay, concise, that was. Nice work, everyone. Concise. Tulsa? To Tulsa. Or do you want to do Vikram? Look, the thing about this, Pete, right, is that objectively the Vikram storyline is the Oh, biggest, it's better. Right? No, let's do let's do Tulsa. The most me- no, no, but you haven't let me finish this. Oh, fine. Oh, is this your big T- thought? Tulsa involves my big thoughts. Oh, okay. Whether you want to save my big thought for the end or not. Uh no, I kinda Tricky, want it now. It? I think I think we've built up enough hype for your big thought. Oh. I mean, that makes me feel insignificant, frankly. Okay. Well, <laughs> exactly as I intended. Sounds like Great. a you problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Chandler has to stay in Tulsa to do something that Monica doesn't really know. I love that we're still continuing the trend of nobody really knowing what Mon- what Chandler's job is or what he does, including yeah. his wife. Yeah. Um, it's nice of Joey to have that idea of her flying out. Surprising, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it's a nice it's a nice thought. Hadn't occurred it's to a her. Sweet had it? thought. No. Well. That's weird that it hadn't occurred to her. Uh, nice, sweet thought from Joey that he immediately ruins by doing weird underwear chat. Oh, yeah, when he guesses what underwear she has. Yeah. That's your best mate's wife, mate. Yeah. Like, I'd say it's a bit weird to any woman, but to someone that you've got such a sort of intimate relationship with via your best friend, like... Would Chandler just be all right with Joey trying to work out what sexy underwear his wife has, do you reckon? Well, like, Tulsa-wise, I feel like Tulsa gets a really bad rep in Friends. Like, they're like, right. I roll Tulsa. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know much about Tulsa. I feel like I've got, I feel like I remember us Googling the population of Tulsa. Should we look again? Uh, yeah, okay, two seconds. Let's get some Tulsa facts. Uh, well, it looks nice. It looks nice in the photos. Four hundred and eleven thousand is the population of Tulsa, which, if you compare that to a UK city, that is slightly more than Cardiff. A nice size for a city, Pete. I'd say <laughs> a fine size for a city. A fine city. Tulsa has a number of cycling trails and has, has installed protected bike lanes in parts of the downtown area. Sounds, sounds good to nice, me. Yeah. Tulsa has a temperate climate. Sounds good to me. If any American listeners yeah. tell us what the American general stereotypical perception of Tulsa is. It was very conservative, apparently. Right. Majority of Tulsans being conservative Christians. 
Well, they're part they, of the they, they're big on sharks and wanking them, will they? Known as the Bible Belt. No, won't like a shark wank down in Tulsa, will they? No, Chandler undoing his Bible Belt. Absolutely. <laughs> Tulsa is home to several museums, though, Pete. Joey should go there and see some art. Absolutely. Uh, the flag of Tulsa is considered one of the most attractive city flags in the United States. That feels became... like someone who designed the flag wrote that. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Do you know what their big uh, sculpture is? No. It's something called a gold, the Golden Driller. Right. And it's a giant gold man drilling for oil, I presume. Sounds very American. Sounds very American. A man with a it? tool. Oh, I've just... Go- oh, yes, there he is. The golden... Dr- I, I'm learning a lot about Tulsa. This is a very educational moment, I think. Um, the last thing I will say about Tulsa is that Tulsa's zoo, the Tulsa Zoo, was voted America's favourite zoo in 2005. There's a TV show I'd watch. In a connection with the national promotion of the Microsoft game Zoo Tycoon 2. Oh, I never played Zoo Tycoon. I played Roller I never played, Tycoon. I played Roller Coaster Tycoon, yeah, yeah but never Zoo Tycoon. Um, good, well done, Tulsa. Things to do. Well Monica done. would have a nice weekend there. She'd have, mate, she can go see the Golden Driller, yeah. go to the zoo, have some barbecue or something, go to church if she wanted to. But yeah, I'd like to know the perception of Tulsa because my only knowledge of Tulsa is from is from friends you know give us your big thought right my big thought picture the scene pete chandler in tulsa right entering his hotel room singing along to oklahoma already a tick for me bit of a you know musical theater oh my god do you like musicals oh my god i mentioned it before uh very comfortable in his own skin Am I going to go to the gym? Am I bollocks, basically, is what he says. You know, I know what I'm doing. I'm happy here. What's the key thing about Chandler here? Uh, He's on his own, Pete. He's so happy on his own. Oh, that's a fair point, yeah. (laughs) Is Chandler better on his own? Because we've often bemoaned that when him and Monica get together, he goes a bit meh, Chandler, you know? He just goes a bit, hmm. Yeah, he's quite chirpy. For want of a better word. Here he is, literally singing his way through the hotel. And, like, being completely happy in his own skin, knows what he wants to do. I'll be honest, and I know part of this is the wanking thing, but feels like he's a bit disappointed that he's not going to have the sort of night in on his own that he planned in his hotel when Monica arrives. Well, no, but you know what I mean? Like, he's clearly settling in for, like... A bit of self-care, yeah. Bit of self-care, maybe he'll get a takeaway later, maybe he'll, you know, read a book, watch a a, a non-porn film. Like, it just feels like he feels a bit underwhelmed when Monica arrives. Yeah, that's fair. And, and it's the happiest I've seen him since he got married, Pete. That's all I'm saying. Um, I do... Uh, the, my favourite bit of all of this is... Well, firstly, the Chandler watches shark porn when... Yeah. By the way, it takes half an episode before Rachel appears. Yeah, she doesn't. she's not in the first half at all, is she? It's no, really it's weird. Like 11 minutes in before she's here. Anyway, yeah. um, I really like the scene of Monica attempting to, like, make Chandler happy. The line, mm. do you want me to fast-forward to something toothier? That is great. Get uh, in the tub and thrash. Monica suggesting getting lines. in the bath and thrashing around. Also yeah. great. Uh, yeah, it's it's a rare later Chandler and Monica scene that I actually like, or storyline that I actually like. It's ridiculous, but I like it. 
It's very clear to me that Chandler is genuinely confused during that entire scene, though. Like, it's, you know, it's not like he's trying to play along and cover up his shark fetish. No. He is, that man is baffled. Yeah, he, he has no idea what's going on. No, and Monica really plows ahead. And again, like, like the point is made, proves what a good loving relationship they two have, that she was willing to sort of go to these lengths. But ultimately, I think she's, this is a classic friends fast plot line that could have just been solved by Monica just going, were you watching sharks and wanking? <laughs> and he's like, no, I was watching porn, mate. Yeah. Or her just assuming, oh, he's probably watching porn and change the channel. Yes, that would like that would that's quite a normal situation, especially right? Especially given he sort of um, sort of faffed about for the for the uh, TV remote when she walked in. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, on a technical level, a couple of technical levels, Pete Chandler orders pay per view porn without actually paying for it. Yeah, he so switches it on, doesn't he? Switches it straight on. Does that mean he's previously paid for it and it's just sort of running in the background? Then he can turn it on. For, for 24 hours or something like that. You know, well, I imagine that's how pay-per-view porn works. It's not really a thing from our era, is it, pay-per-view porn? Married man living away, he's perhaps... Probably got it on a, tap, hasn't uh, he? Yeah, put it on expenses. Um, the other technical point I'd like to flag is where Monica acquired her shark movie, The Video Store. You don't get a lot of video stores these days, do you? Well, no, they're... Um... Very much a thing of the past. You can stream. Well, apparently, you can probably they, stream all the shark videos you like. Apparently, video stores are back on, Pete. This is my news that I bring to you. Well, what would you buy there? Well, in the same way that sort of like vinyl stores are a thing now. Oh, then, did you know that like, sales of CDs went up last year? Right there, you go. Yeah. So, vintage sort of video store vibe is is now back on. I think. Mm. I don't know how lucrative a, a sort of business it could possibly be. Because, uh, frankly, so here's the thing, Pete. I don't understand. There's one thing I don't understand in life, and I'm sure everyone will tell me I'm wrong. I don't understand vinyls. What, what, generally? I do not understand the fucking point of a vinyl. Oh, right. Like, I and do. this might just... Go on, why? Well, I, I think it's, it's a bit more like indulging in the sound of a of an album, of a record. It, I think it's yeah, a bit you know more what, of like focused listening. But you know what the sound is on a vinyl? Mm-hmm. Crap. Right. Like, it's obviously crapper than listening to it on a nice, high-definition version, right? right. I, I mean, I so, don't own... I've never owned any vinyl. I know a lot of my friends have got them, and they love them. They honestly do. I mean, I don't really... I can't be asked leaving the house if I need something like that, so I'd always rather get... You know, I'd rather stream something than go to the cinema. You cause... are the person who gets the most stuff ordered to their home that I know, so that does not surprise yeah. me. 100%. 100%. Therefore, I don't, and uh, wandering around a vinyl shop just to get some old vinyls that I can get on Spotify does not appeal to me. Sound quality is worse. It's more of a fact. You have to stand up and put it on. I can just get Alexa to do it. Right. Anyway, that's that's my tuppence on vinyls. And I'm not, it's not me saying it's not. (laughs) Why are you putting your tuppence on vinyls? (laughs) I don't know, Pete. Felt like the right era. Um, it's not me to say people shouldn't enjoy vinyls. Each to their own. Well, no, you seem very, uh, I'd say quite aggressively anti-viral, vi- viral, vinyl, <laughs> anti-viral. Uh, I'm against vinyls for me, Pete, personally, based on my sensibilities. Anyway, the idea of a vintage video store for me is absolute. Like, I'm not going to go to one of those because if I want to see a thing that's from 1992, I'll just get it up on 
you know, one of the streamers or something. Okay, fair enough. There you go. Anyway, to sum up, Chandler and Monica and the Sharks. I'd argue that your big thought is actually your takedown of vinyl. <laughs> yeah, my two big thoughts this episode, haven't I, Pete? Yeah. Chandler's happier without Monica and vinyl's crap. Mm. We're all getting Dave's big thoughts today. Aren't we just? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So to sum up, basically, Monica should have thought about it for more than four seconds and should have realised he was probably watching porn and changed the channel at the end. Yeah, fair. And Rachel doesn't do much to help this, does she? Well, well, she doesn't do much in this episode, full stop. She really doesn't, but in this specific case, she's like the, there is clearly a sensible explanation and, and she is sort of allowing Monica's madness to prevail here. Yeah. Talking of madness, Ross Geller. Yeah. Um, the the only the odd thing about this episode and how emotional Phoebe is in this plot, yeah. like the idea of never having anything that turns into something serious. Yeah. I don't think Phoebe's very like typically easy to rattle or upset, so it feels mm. a little bit out of character that she all of a sudden completely spirals into this kind of blubbering mess. Um, Especially because I don't think Ross is genuinely trying to do that as well. Like he's he's sort of saying, "Oh, it's cool. You've had a good time in your life, and you've enjoyed your life, and you're not particularly worried about settling down." Yeah, and, he phrases maybe, it in a really clunky way, doesn't he? But it's yeah. not quite enough to cause this instant uh, existential crisis that it feels like Phoebe's having about her love life. No, and it feels like Phoebe, character-wise, even if she did have a bit a brief moment of sadness, would very much be the sort of person that could pull it together and just go on a date and not 
continue crying all the way through the date. Yeah, although you do get a glimpse of typical cutting Phoebe where she's like, oh my God, I want to trade lives with Ross. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say overall it's very bad friend work and advice from Ross, especially as he points out with his track record on relationships, like flagging up oh, you've never done this thing that I have miserably failed at. So, you know, it's like a builder saying to me, oh, you've never built a house, but this builder's, all the houses have fallen down. It's like, what's the fucking, this is not good. That's not a good metaphor, actually, is it? Let me think of a better metaphor. What's a good, what's a better metaphor than <laughs> me having an imaginary conversation with a builder about <laughs> houses that have fallen down? No, I like that. I'll uh, stick with that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? He's sort of, he's sort of saying, oh, I can't believe you've never done this thing. And this thing is basically a disaster, yeah. you know, 100% disaster his entire life has been. Also, Phoebe's definitely had relationships, right? Not long, long years and years. Well, but like, quite. She moved in with Gary, didn't she? Like, and also, um, what about the love of her life who lives in Minsk and ends up complicating things by wanting to marry her? Well, exactly. And she's even been married. I know she thought he was gay at the time, but she definitely had <laughs> deep feelings for, for Duncan as well. Like, there's definitely been significant people in Phoebe's life that we've even seen that I think she should just be like, oh, yeah, what about David? I loved him. And that only didn't work out because of Belarus, you know? And also, why would it bother Mike that Phoebe's never had a serious relationship? Because things are typically more complicated by the experience of exes. Like, this is right. actually more straightforward. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's, it's like, unless you were convinced that there was some sort of like arrested development and they hadn't grown up at all, but that's clearly not true of Phoebe. She's clearly like got her shit together, right? Yeah. She just hasn't happened to find that person. Yeah, you, you'd absolutely, I think, see that as, oh, that's nice. I can be like, I can be her one, you know? My favourite part of this whole episode is not only the, um, just more broadly like the, but the fictional creation of Vikram. Yeah. But specifically the detail that Vikram is a kite designer. Is, <laughs> Freelance kite designer. Yeah, like the the fact that he designed kites and then the, li <laughs> the line of also that bastard is one smooth-talking freelance kite designer is, <laughs> is very, very good. It's a bad decision on Phoebe's part to embrace the Vikram thing. Yeah. But when she does, she really goes in deep, as you'd expect from Phoebe. And actually, do you know what? I think Phoebe's incredibly lucky that Mike just goes, ah, oh, lol, and kisses her. And yeah. doesn't go, hang on, what? you? Our entire evening's just been a massive lie then. Have you just been made... Like, this is slightly strange and worrying behaviour that you've just created this entire fiction, you know? Perhaps it's a sign, Dave, that they are a good match and that well, he truly is, is the love of her life. It could absolutely be argued that Mike's a bit mad too because yeah. this is halfway through the second date when he uses the sentence, I think I could make you happy. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'd say by any token is a bit a bit soon. Mm. There's a couple of other lines that I love in this. Um, I love Mike telling Ross that he thinks he looks like he belongs in a cult and Ross saying damn supercuts <laughs> is supercuts. really good. Don't know what references there is supercuts. a su supercuts is still on. There's one um there's one quite near my flat. I don't go there. There's one in the Westfield there near me. Um I've been there once. How much actually, do you think, how much do you reckon a haircut is in supercuts these days? Well, I I went about 3 years ago cuz I, <laughs> I needed an emergency haircut and I couldn't get into my normal place. Uh right, I'm going to look at Right, place your bets. What, a standard right. men's haircut in supercuts. How much do you think that is? 
See, what I think you're going to find, Pete, based on a vague memory in my brain, is that it's not as cheap as you, you would think? want it to be. I don't think... I don't oh, know. Like, no, you're right. In my head, it was going to be like tenner. Ten quid, right, exactly. Isn't it like 20, 25, something like that? So a level one haircut, short what? hair above the ear for yeah. a dry haircut, you're paying £21.95. 22 quid's too much, Pete, for a supercut. If you want a classic supercut... Which is What's that? Uh, includes shampoo, condition, cut, and blow dry. Yeah, thirty pounds fifty. Yeah, that I is. Mean, so I do get that at my place. That is a about, lot, and it's about sixty quid, fifty-five. Did 60 you then quid. have it straightened for an additional six pounds fifty? No, but I bet you. Did you have if I told a, you. a moisture boost for four pounds fifty? No, but I want a moisture boost. Um, uh, or a super what, what boost. Can I get? Imagine how you'd boost. look with the full. So you'd have to pay. <laughs> would you say that your hair is below shoulder or below breastbone? Uh, not even below shoulder. Jaw to shoulder. So jaw to shoulder. Okay. Yeah. So uh, therefore, uh, I'm on the page now. Oh, yeah, three, I was yeah. going to say for the jaw to shoulder, you're level three. Are you having? Are you treating yourself to shampoo? Are you, are you having a super cut? I'll get everything, mate. Always, always. So yeah, you're yeah. paying three. You're paying thirty-four pound fifty for that. Are you having it straightened? Shall we? Are you going to pitch in for yeah. straightening? I think you you've got like forty-one pounds. Yeah. Then for an additional super boost, you're paying forty-seven pounds fifty if you want the full supercuts experience with your hair, Dave. Yeah, and that's not much cheaper than my actual sort of like bougie place that I would go to normally. You know? Yeah. Wow. There you go. Told you. Supercuts, not as cheap as you think they are, but probably very good quality. I don't remember having any issues with my haircut or supercuts. Well, you'd, one you'd, time I did you'd it. hope so. You'd hope that they were a decent quality given, you know, you're yeah. paying the go. Well, these days, the going rate. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I really enjoy about uh, this whole Mike Ross interaction, uh, which does prove that Mike and Ross can have conversations, by the way, which becomes a cropper later. That's true. Um, but I think Mike's reactions to Ross immediately are very funny. They really endear me to Mike. First, Ross arrives at the door and Ross sort of says something like, you know, I need to talk to you. And Mike's like, sure. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> very funny moment. And then later on, when Mike sort of leans into the sass a bit more, he sort of goes, yeah, I've just called Phoebe up. I'm seeing her tonight. I hope that's okay with you, stranger from the coffee house. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? This is nothing to do with you bugger off um but i do enjoy that side of mike you know good episode this i had so- oh i also enjoy uh the last phoebe line that i really like is a rabid dog would be feasting on your danglers right now <laughs> you really get a glimpse into phoebe's soul here don't pure, you? pure uh aggression yeah absolutely i do get a slight aggr- uh, anxiety at the start of this episode and i got it this time when I just, I was like, oh, Ross and Phoebe are talking about Mike. This is going to be the Vikram thing. This is going to be, this is going to be a lot of hard work for Phoebe and Ross now. You know? Oh, no, it's I, actually I, funny. No, it is good. It is very good. Uh, would you like a, a factual tidbit? I've had my big thought, oh, maybe two big thoughts. Would you like a so fact, many a big fact? New features for 2024. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go James for it. What's fact. your big fact? Uh, there was a sure lived spin off. Peter of Friends in India. What was Ross's equivalent character called? Vikram. Vikram. Wow, that is good, a good fact. fact. That isn't it. That is good, a good fact. Fact. So Ross is implying that Phoebe, for six years, dated Ross. 
in India. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. Hey, Pete. Yeah. I know we've already mentioned this, but do we have a quiz? Well, Dave. No, hang on. Let me ask a question. Oh. Because there's no Jeopardy at the moment, but let me inject some Jeopardy. Hey, Pete. Yeah. Do we have one quiz? No. We have... Double quiz. Double quiz. Double quiz. Uh, the first quiz comes from Lauren. You ready? Given yeah, these speed quiz. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've all got... We've all got things to do. We've got places to be. Uh, question one. Which celebrity yes. did Vikram used to date? Oh, Christ. I can't remember that at all. What was it? Oprah. Oprah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you've already mentioned this. Question two. What was the name of Joey's date? Haley. Correct. What was the name of the non-shark film that Monica said the video store had? Oh. Since to a crocodile, isn't it? Question. Yeah. What was it? Uh, crocodile killers. Killers, yeah. Is that people who kill crocodiles or crocodiles that kill? That kill. Who knows, Pete? We'll have to get to the video store and rent it out, won't That's we? true. Question four. When Ross was looking for Mike, how many other Mike Hannigans did he say he bothered, not including the real one? Four? Three. What, what, what do you want me to go for? Wait, on the other... Th- four. Four. It is four, yeah. Yes. Uh, question five, what was depicted on the painting that scared Joey? It's a couple of like people in black and white, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of weird. I didn't even really sort of register it as a thing. It was just sort of weird modern art, wasn't it? Uh, what's, the, what's the official answer? A person walking slash standing and a person sitting behind them and some chairs scattered around them. That's very specific. <laughs> Don't uh, even go to that level of detail, though, yeah. frankly. Right, you ready for James's quiz? Am I ever? Uh... uh Oh, what is the name of the woman who Joey thinks he slept with before? Haley. <laughs> it is still Haley, yeah. Uh, and which item of furniture in her apartment first tips Joey off that he's been there before? The couch. Well, it's the. It's, I'd argue it's the painting is the answer provided, which I'd say uh, is not furniture. No, I, definitely not. That's, when he said furniture, I, yeah. I, I, my brain thought of furniture. Painting isn't furniture. Hmm. Anyway, thanks for the quiz. Uh, how long <laughs> were Phoebe and Vikram supposedly together? Six years. Uh, is correct. Uh, what role play fantasy did Ross once get Rachel to take part in? It's cave related, isn't um, it? Archeo- archaeologist ice woman. Yeah, unfreezing her from a block of ice. Frozen. Uh, yeah, we didn't really touch on that, did we? That yeah. is. I think I that's, think that's kinkier that than Ross is capable of. Is what I would say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ross is not that kinky. Ross Although is too... he, they do do the Princess Leia stuff as well. Yeah, but he had to really be pushed to that, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, so he really true. pushed to to sort of admit the Princess Leia thing. I think the idea of him engaging in full role play, where Rachel's a frozen cave woman. Do you know what role play is? Really, it's fancy dress, isn't it? And yeah, especially if it's like costume based role play. Yeah, and I don't think I could. I don't think I could shag someone in fancy dress. No, it, honestly, it's not uh, like like no kink shaming here. I can't imagine any sort of role play scenario that wouldn't just make me laugh. Do yeah, you know what I mean, it would be it's silly, isn't yeah. it? It's silly. Like Ross is shagging a cave woman in that situation. Right. Insane, insane. Like, what, is Rachel supposed to like sort of emulate the language of a cave woman? Grunt. You like gr- right? <laughs> Like, at what point do you draw the the role playing line? Yeah, uh, and is, is he freezing her? Is he going to freeze her? 
Yeah, literally put her in a block of ice. Yeah, or just like give her a block of ice. Method like, role play. <laughs> uh, finally, what alternative did Monica suggest to the shark video? Wondering, does it have to be sharks? We've already had this question. Uh, crocodiles, crocodile killers. Yeah, and 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 tub thrashing. Uh, thanks for the quizzes, guys. Quiz eye. Thank you for um, the quiz eye. Would you like to know what ne- what next week's episode is? Why did you laugh when you asked that? Because from the title of the request, uh, I'm still not the wiser as to what it really is. Oh, good. So it's the it's the one with two parts. Part part one. Just part one, which is series one, episode sixteen. Yeah, hang on. But are we? So, only, uh, quick question before we go into this: that's the one with Ursula in, by the way, like the one like where Joey. But I think Ursula. it's because we've done part two. Have we done part two? That oh, was going to be my question. Check, yeah, let me check. Hang on. Here come the spreadsheet. Uh, yes. And when did we have? Well, we it'll be bloody ages ago. So yeah, it's the. F- <laughs> I mean, this is a good one for us to tick off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the one with two parts, part one, which is season one, episode 16. That's what we're doing it's, next week. It's completionism, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. I look forward to turning that one red in my spreadsheet. Yes. Um, all right, all the best. Oh, all right, bye. Oh, no, did you, did you want to talk about anything else? No, just slightly gentler goodbye would be nice. Oh, okay. Hey, Pete. Nice yeah. to talk to you. Hope your New Year's resolutions are going well. Goodbye. <laughs> Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.